Hi, this is Tim, and welcome to Talks with Tim. And I'm out here enjoying the outside this morning, answering some emails. And I got to an email by Dylan, and I just thought it was podcast worthy. Dylan is looking for information about starting a business in industrial automation, and that is just one of my favorite topics to cover. And he's asked four questions, and I just thought I would cover them today. Number one. When do you know you are ready to venture off on your own and begin your own business? Personally, I feel that I am not ready to start a business now. I would like to get more experience and market myself to more customers. Am I right thinking this way? Should I just jump in it? Or should I start something part-time that doesn't consume so much time? You know, the when of starting a business is a very difficult question to answer. But I think if you were to ask most successful businesses, all of them would say they wish they had started earlier. Now, that doesn't mean that any of us were ready to start earlier, but there's no time like the present. <laughs> a few things on that though. I think partially you're on the right track and mainly with marketing yourself to more customers and marketing yourself doesn't mean working for an employer and saying, Hey, I'm going to start my own business. Don't forget my name and number. I think it can mean just being a great employee and bringing value to your employer that way later on. Potential customers are going to be like, yeah, I remember that person. They, they did really good work. Let's give them a try. So yeah, I think you're right there. Now on the experience end, I don't know. I mean, looking back, I think everybody looking back would say, well, I probably didn't have as much experience as I thought I needed. In other words, when I started my business, I really did think I was ready. And I was not ready at all. I knew how to program PLCs. I knew how to build control panels. I knew how to troubleshoot machines. I was a great troubleshooter. As I've said in many videos, I didn't know how to get the first customer. I mean, I did not know all that side of the mechanics. So definitely get your experience in doing industrial automation, but you also kind of peek in and try to understand how the other sides of the business works. In other words, you know, if, if you have an opportunity to go along with a salesperson, if your company has a sales force, then tag along and just kind of learn some of those ropes. Cause those are the things you're going to know how to do the stuff. But when you get out there, all this, you're going to be like, all right, I know how to do the stuff, but I can't find anybody to do it for. The other part of that is being financially prepared. And I honestly disagree with most of what the books say on that. Now, I guess from a mathematical sense of what they say makes sense, but I don't know that it actually, we would have succeeded if we had gone by the book because most of them will tell you that, you know, you need, you know, living expenses saved up and you need this and that and the other. And really, you know, we've, we've, we've touched on it a few times. Amber and I both quit our jobs when she was eight months pregnant with her first kid. And that's how we started the business. And while there obviously was more to it than that, if you really consider our true official launch when we got our first customer, which was about the time our son was born, then we had less than a hundred dollars in the bank. And 
you know, that gave us a certain drive that I'm not sure we would have had if we had had a nice nest egg. I don't know. You know, there's where looking in hindsight, it's sometimes difficult to say for sure. Number two, when starting a startup by yourself, should you go into developing products and marketing them to potential buyers or start out small and find contract jobs to market yourself and scale from there? Now this one, I do have a fairly firm opinion on, unless you are just independently wealthy, then the biggest asset you're going to have starting out is sweat equity. So that will be going and finding those contract jobs and doing billable hour type work to get you started. And the main reason for that is there's a tremendous amount of money involved in really developing any product. You know, even if you, you're like, no, I know how to develop this. Uh, I've got all the plans and everything. I mean, there are costs to market a product. There are costs to, I mean, there, there are costs you haven't even thought about. That would be an entirely different podcast, but there is a lot of cost involved in developing a product. So I do feel getting out there, starting to contract for companies and Hey, that also includes contracting for your competitors is a good way to start. Now I will say as soon as possible, you do want to find some small, small may not be the right word, but some repetitive item or service even that you can do consistently just to pay the bills. And this comes actually from my dad's machine shop. It was acquired by someone. And when he came in and he was evaluating everything and going through the numbers, one of the first things he did is said, we're going to start selling air cylinders. And I'm like, why would we start selling air cylinders? And he said, well, you, you need something that is just a steady bit of income just to pay the bills. So then you can get these big projects to pile on the profit. And he was right there. But even then he was financially well off and he could front the money for us to get into air cylinders. So there's where it's a very big juggling act. And yeah, when you start out, your biggest asset is probably going to be your sweat equity. So I would leverage that one first. And then, yeah, while you're sitting there working on something in the back of your mind, always be spending on, Hey, what is the next idea that I can develop and grow? Number three, how does someone become successful at creating a business in the automation industry? Well, if you ask a hundred different successful people in this business, you will probably get a hundred different answers. And that is because there is no magic formula. Now, so you're not going to buy a book and read it and just magically do everything they say and it start working. Now, now I didn't say don't read books because that is probably important is initially even though we have Google now, I read a lot of books and not just automation books. I mean, read books just about business in general, marketing in general, and get lots of different viewpoints on it because there's probably not a right or wrong, but you're going to find the one that is a good fit for you. You know, the one probably big advice I'd have, which probably rolls a little bit back into the first question is try not to go in debt starting this up. You know, I'm not an advocate for the SBA or the Small Business Administration because their primary motivator, at least seems in every case that I see companies involved with them, is getting them to take on loans. 
And I believe that is toxic to small businesses. The borrower is slave to the lender. What is that? Proverbs 22, 7. I mean, even, even if you're a non-believer, there is some awesome common sense advice in Proverbs. And that may be my favorite one out there. The borrower is slave to the lender. Or, in my opinion, today's terms, the borrower is slave to the bank. And I have seen situations where banks have come in, gone through companies' books, and said, well, before we leave today, you need to lay off two people to make your books work. And that is a sure sign that you're not in control of your company. But after that, I don't like to say that word of mouth is the best marketing, because I don't believe it is the best marketing. But I do believe that building relationships, and I mean relationships that go beyond just a customer-vendor relationship, is important to building the business. And you should be building those relationships now. So the customers that you are interacting with daily for your current employer could be your potential customers. Now, again, I don't believe in stealing customers, and we'll probably talk about that in another podcast. But I do believe that you need to be portraying yourself in a way that shows that, one, you're, you're competent, you're professional, and just makes it that you, there's just something about you that stands out a little bit. Realize this is a long game. You don't go file for a business license and this thing just take off and just look like a graph that has no way to go but up. There are a lot of ups and downs. There will be business failures and personal failures on the way that are gonna make you feel like this is just way too much work for what you're getting out of it. And, and you know, we probably should, I, I should actually pull up some old jobs and really talk about what I made an hour. Because, I mean, never mind what I made an hour. I mean, I've had plenty of dollar a day type days here at this company. And that might be, that might make for a fun podcast because, yeah, it, 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 it can get brutal where, you know, maybe you don't know how to estimate jobs. Okay, there's probably one. You know, you're out there doing this work try to get a grasp around what does it actually take to do something because it always takes longer than you think it would. And I get calls from people all the time. Can I send you uh, you know, a hundred dollars? This shouldn't take you more than a few hours. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm going to have a couple weeks in this job. And they, they think I'm insane, but you know, it always takes more time than you can ever imagine to actually do a job. So that would be an important one is track the time boy i lost track of where it's at here's where this this podcast is obviously completely unscripted since i'm reading your email so let's just move on to number four. Oh, and number four is actually a very good one if your today's self had advice to give to yourself the first day you decided to start your business what would it be oh boy <laughs> And here, this one is a completely loaded question because, yeah, myself at the day could tell you, hey, don't turn that form in and just keep doing what you're doing. But no, we, we were absolutely not in a situation where we could keep doing what we were doing. I would instill confidence, obviously, that I can do it. There was a lot of second guessing, you know, whether I could succeed at this. And, you know, I told you earlier to make sure you read plenty of books. But I didn't tell you 
you want to evaluate those books and determine what you can take from them to help improve yourself. And there's a lot in there that you need to just put behind you and move on because really most of what I read in those books said that I would not make it. And again, a lot of that's because there, there is no magical formula to make a successful business. But I would definitely just, I mean, if I, if I could just give myself three words that day, it would be, you will succeed. And I think knowing that is a big deal. And really, I do believe if you put your heart into it and you do honest work, you will succeed. What else would I tell myself? Another company I know, they're a machine shop and the owner of it, we were talking about this one day. And, you know, people ask him, well, how do you get started? How, how can you be successful at this? You know, what, what, what did you know? And, you know, he says, well, I just didn't know any better. You know, when really you think about it, he was probably in about the same situation here. Amber and I, we both quit our jobs two months before our first kid is born. Well, he had three young kids and yeah, he just started a business. I mean, so probably, you know, the math is never going to add up perfectly. And if, you know, kind of going back to your win question is if you're looking for that mathematical formula that says, yep, this is the opportunity that you're looking for. It's probably never going to happen. And which, okay, there, that probably would lead to another bit of advice. Although I don't know that I could have done it many years earlier, but I would have said, Hey, I should have done this already. And that, that, that goes for every company. There is no company out there that says, you know, I would have been more successful if I had started five years later. I mean, they're always going to be like, man, if I had started this earlier, just look how much farther along I could be. Now, there is a maturity thing to that. And yeah, maybe I should share a podcast about that. But really, I was probably plus or minus a year of when I was mature enough to really make this successful. And so that might be worth it. Boy, now nobody's down here yet. Amber would have to tell me how old I was. But I was probably in my late 20s, maybe in my mid-20s. I don't remember. But yeah, I was somewhere in there. And by that point, I had the experience. But also, I had the, well, one, I, I was married and I had a kid. <laughs> Which, you know, there's nothing that will really keep you on the right course. Like knowing that there is this being out here now that um, is crawling around. And you've got to come up with a way to feed. So I don't know that I could have done it much earlier. I was probably a little bit more free spirited before then. But okay, this is by far my favorite question to answer. And that's why I just hit the record button on this because Dylan really put out some good, well-rounded, important questions about starting your career. And I would welcome you to put any questions or put your opinion in the comments. Some of, you know, there's a lot of successful people in the automation industry that are listening to this. And I guarantee you they're going to have a completely different opinion than me. So yeah, share in the comments what what really just worked outstanding for you? What is some advice that you were given that really stuck in your head? Yeah, I shared with my sister not too long ago. I told her back when I started the company what I was doing. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I can make this work. And she's like, oh, you'll be fine. You always land on your feet. And 
And we were talking about it. I'm like, you know, looking back, there was absolutely no justification for that statement she made. But it did sure to go a long ways in adding confidence in me that I could do it. So what were some of those pieces of advice that you were given? And yeah, if you're in this situation such as Dylan is, then please ask all the questions you can. Because I, really, I, I there is nothing that makes me more happy than raising up someone who will be a future competitor. So I hope this information has been helpful, Dylan. Till next time. Hey, this is Till. And this is Amber of TW Controls. Hey, thanks for finding our channel. And if our videos have helped you make some money and you're not using our products, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Till next time. See ya.